Welcome back to End Title Act 2. Uh, now we're going to do a bunch of cases. Uh, you will have 15 seconds uh, to look at the waveform and come up with a diagnosis. I'm ready if you are. Case 1. All right, this is called the curare cleft. What you can see here is that somebody took a bite out of phase three, as if there was, they were about to start phase zero, but didn't actually start phase zero. This is because that when patients were waking up from anesthesia, that is to say their paralytic was wearing off, they were starting to inhale, but not completely inhaling. So this is to say that the patient needed to be recurized or re-paralyzed. This is a very good way to look for ventilator dyssynchrony, looking for very crisp, steep inhalation patterns during phase three. So this is called the curare cleft. All right, next case. So this is the state of low cardiac output. And in the state of low cardiac output, we think about the end tidal value acting like a cheap A-line. So you can see here how there's a relatively depressed plateau. Each phase of the end tidal waveform looks approximately normal. Just the end tidal value is pretty low. This is seen in any state of low cardiac output, whether it be left-sided heart failure or, for example, pulmonary embolism, which has low CO2 for a couple of different reasons. Once you start to augment the cardiac output, your end tidal cap node will respond in real time by increasing its value. All right, next tracing. All right. So this is a aspirational form. There are two things that could have happened here. So you notice that there's a persistently low end tidal waveform where the amplitude is not very, not very high. And then all of a sudden what is a jump. This can uh, represent the return of spontaneous circulation and cardiac arrest, or unfortunately, uh, a patient was given sodium bicarbonate. Sodium bicarbonate is metabolized to carbon dioxide and water. Uh, and what you can see is when a patient receives sodium bicarbonate, the uh, end tidal will rise as the patient exhales the CO2 that was produced. All right, ready for the next tracing. So this is a tracing that should prompt uh, a fair bit of concern. Uh, if you see it uh, clinically. So this is an endotracheal tube dislodgement. Notice that your first tracing is relatively boxy. This looks like a very normal end tidal tracing. And then following the, this normal tracing, you have what looks like end tidal capnofibrillation, where you completely lose your boxy waveform. This should prompt immediate bedside visit to look at the position of your endotracheal tube. All right, next tracing.
All right. So this is called the pigtail or what we talked about earlier as phase four. So this capnogram represents this kind of upstroke or this pinching of phase four. And this is seen largely in states of really bad compliance. So you can think about patients with acute respiratory distress syndrome, but additionally think of extrathoracic causes of poor compliance, such as obesity or pregnancy. So the thought behind this physiology is that here there is sudden airway closure. And at the very end of exhalation, there's a sudden rush or squeeze of N tidal C causing a brief increase in the value. All right, next tracing. All right, so this is an, either an endotracheal tube cuff deflation or a pneumothorax. So you can see for comparison, the first breath here looks normal. It's pretty boxy. And then what, on the subsequent two breaths are almost like it's been deflated. The waveform itself has been deflated. You can see the upper right corner is almost dragged down to the middle of the waveform. This is because the gas that is being delivered is not being completely uh, appreciated by your uh, circuit. So either because the end tidal uh, isn't, is missing some of the exhaled gas because it's going around the endotracheal tube cuff and not being returned to your circuit, or uh, there is be gas that's being lost into the pleural space, for example, with a pneumothorax. All right, next one is a crowd favorite. All right, so this is the classic shark fin appearance uh, of obstruction, uh, and this carries a relatively broad differential. So commonly we think about bronchospasm, but other uh, obstructive uh, causes such as obstruction of the endotracheal tube uh, or insufficient expiratory time uh, should also be considered. So note here uh, that the slope uh, with, uh, the, of phase two is quite prolonged. Remember that we call this the transitional phase. So a prolonged uh, transitional phase represents that the dead space isn't even empty yet before the next breath starts. Uh, so one of the cool things about this tracing is that with the relief of the obstruction, so for example, the administration of bronchodilators or relief of the mechanical obstruction, the more conventional boxy appearance will reappear. That is to say, the shark fin will submerge and the normal box will reappear. All right. All right, so oddly enough, this is emphysema, and this tracing is quite counterintuitive. So we're used to seeing a reverse phase three slope like we did in the previous tracing. So in patients with really bad emphysema, the compliance of the lungs is very high. So think about the lung parenchyma and alveoli being very floppy. And because the compliance is so high, the alveolar gas exchange happens so fast which uh, results in a more peaked phase two compared to uh, what we saw before. So this represents a state of very high compliance, uh, such as uh, emphysema. All right, next up is my absolute favorite end tidal tracing. My question to you, what surgery did this patient have?
All right, so this is a single lung transplant. So you can see the waveform to the right almost looks like there are two different end tidal waveforms mashed into one. So you can see in the first part of the waveform where you have the healthier lung and then you have the delayed upstroke almost looks like half of a shark fin appearing of the remaining diseased lungs. So at the first part of exhalation, the healthy lung exhales. And then what you'll see is the diseased lung exhaling a little bit later. So this is a single lung transplant, which is usually good for at least an hour and a half discussion on rounds. All right, next up. So this is a mechanical obstruction. So notice how you have a prolonged transitional phase or phase two, in addition to this very weirdly prolonged phase zero. So this indicates that whatever the obstruction is, it impedes both inspiratory and expiratory flow. So this will also get better once you relieve the obstruction. The other thing to consider with a really prolonged phase zero is a faulty inspiratory valve. And then for our last tracing, So these are cardiogenic oscillations. So this is the waveform of a very big heart, for example, cardiomegaly, which is transmitting pulsations through the parenchyma of the lung. And these pulsations are so profound that it actually causes changes in lung volumes, which creates a little bit of a net movement of CO2. And what can happen is with very large hearts, it actually creates areas of very small ventilation which I've always found fascinating. And the rate at which you see each little bump, of course, will correspond to a, a QRS complex on monitor. With that, I want to thank everybody for joining me on our end title journey today, and I look forward to seeing you at the rest of the conference.